Hey there, Duke fans. Welcome to episode 485 of the Duke Basketball Report podcast. This is going to be a quick one. I promise we're going to have an in-depth, much more detail, all our analysis, the good, the bad, the headlines, all, the, all that other jazz on the Carolina game tomorrow. We want to get this quick one out because Donald Wine just walked out of Cameron Indoor Stadium. Samuel Klein is joining me as well. I'm Jason Evans, and we're going to do a quick, fast reaction to a big victory by the Blue Devils over the UNC Tar Heels. The final score, Duke 63, UNC 57. First thing I'm doing is I'm going to Donald, who was at the game in some prime <laughs> primo seats. Amazing stuff. Donald, tell me. Give it to me, man. What was it like? Man, it was amazing. It was the crowd was electric. Everyone was on point. And it was one of the, you know, better games defensively, I thought, that Duke did all season. But I mean, look, at the end of the game, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put it to you like this. Jet engine noise. It was it was ear splitting. I wish I could properly describe that, but it was just absolutely amazing to be inside the building. See, the fans and, out here all vouch for me. So <laughs> <laughs> And Derek Lively. I mean, oh my God. One of the craziest, he has one of the craziest lines I've ever seen in one of these Duke games. He goes for four points, eight block shots, and 14 rebounds. Four, was it eight? eight and 14? Eight, eight block shots. Donald, you oh, didn't hear oh my God. you weren't listening to you weren't listening to the to the broadcast. They pointed out he set a record. This is the most block shots by a Duke player in the Duke Carolina game in history. He was <laughs> unbelievable in this game. Yes. He, I mean, the, and I'm pointing out to, to my friends who were with me, like we were talking about Derek Lively and I was like, you know, he has 12 boards right now. And it's just like, I, I'm not even worried about that or committing him on that. It's the defense that he had on Armando Baycott at several instances during the game, including those block shots that really made the difference in his game. Hey, uh, Sam Klein here. Uh, great to be with you. <laughs> Hi, Sam. <laughs> Donald, Jason, what's up? Uh, hi, I'm also here, and I just have to say, uh, I have I have so many headlines that we've gotten from the listeners, and I had made one up, and I thought it was clever, and it's not. Can I can I just throw throw a few at we're, you? Uh, give us yeah. a couple, yeah. And we're gonna do I, again. We're gonna do a more complete oh, recap. Tomorrow. Oh no, no no no! I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm aware. Uh, I was gonna go with uh, Cameron comes alively. Uh, <laughs> like that it. That's nice. That's but the one. first the first one that came in. Uh, was from listener listener Michael Amir went with he's a uh, lively that's great. Uh, uh, I loved uh, oh uh, Paul Downing also sent us Duke comes a lively so he almost had the exact same one that mine. I think Cameron sounds more like Frampton so I think I get the yeah I think I get the half point for that. all right I'm done with the headlines. Uh, Donald, you were saying how amazing it was to be in the building. I felt at home that the noise was was pretty intense and down the stretch, especially when Jeremy Roach was, you know, feeling his powers again, uh, you could really feel that, that the, uh, the foundations were shaking. Oh yeah. I mean, inside, like, especially, you know, you hear that, you feel that energy, like on, like when you're walking through campus and everything, but it was funny. We got here and we walked over like, man, it feels like we're late, but we're an hour early for the game because nobody was in Cable. Everyone was already inside. Everyone was already lit. And I think that energy carried throughout the game. So shout out to everybody who was here because the Cameron Crazies were amazing tonight. And as they, you know, as things happened, if we ran into a little scoring lull, the energy picked up even more. It's exactly 
vintage Cameron in the sense that the noise was there from start to finish. And even before the game, everyone was ready to go for this one. The The game was played at a pace such that every possession felt so important. You know, this was, it, it really felt like the postseason in the way that it was like, you know, every Carolina miss down the stretch there was like, was like a huge sigh of relief for Duke. I, I, because neither team ever had a big lead. I, I mean, like, I think Duke stretched it out to six points at one point. Carolina may have had like a four, a six point lead in the early in the first half. That the, was... the six point margin for Duke at the end might be the biggest that they had in the game, and it was just like you know end of game free throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, th- I think UNC had like a seven point lead like early in the first half, like you know under twelve timeout. But again, like you said, like it felt like every possession meant the difference in the game because every possession was highly contested. There's very few you know, open shots. We'll talk about some of them tomorrow, all the details, but a lot of these, you know, every single point was challenged. It felt like, and I think that's, this was one of the great games in the rivalry, right? Like this was one of the, the, the games where you were on pins and needles the entire game. Nobody really gave an inch and there was details at the end that made the difference. You, you know, so there are two things I wanted to comment on really quickly and we'll go into more in depth on these later on. How incredible it we talked extensively on the preview about the fact that Carolina gets to the free throw line. Like I spent a good five minutes talking about how great they are at drawing free throws. They couldn't get to the line against Duke. Do you know how many free throws they shot in the second half? Zero. They didn't <laughs> take a single free throw in the second half. And, That's and insane. the point and the funny thing was, Jason, towards the end of the game, we we were able to foul them three times without sending them to right. the line and make it and, draw, and just draw more time off the clock. And how good was Duke's defense to give Carolina all the space that Carolina could use to to fumble the ball around and then just just hang back and, you know, and wait for the for the bad scoring to happen. The, the, the problem, the, the challenge with UNC, as you were saying, Jason, is that they they force you to play up close and Duke didn't fall for for much of that today. Yeah, I, just, I thought the defense was outstanding. And, and by the way, I mean it's easy to talk about lively there, and I will probably spend a half hour on him when we when we get to the full game recap because he was, he was that great. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Who did who did Donald just see? No, no. Um, we're on main quad, and the bonfire has begun, ladies and gentlemen. The bonfire, Donald. Donald is starting. Donald, yes. do. Donald, we need like one live interview with like one real Cameron crazy. Just one real one. Cameron. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. All right. Fig- Hang, come on. On. Hang on. Hang on one second. What's, on. The point? What's the point of recording this right now and having him on here <laughs> where his audio is going in and out if we're not getting live interviews from the, you know, from outside? Hang on. We got to find someone who is who looked like they were at the game. Hang on one second. Right, well, oh, while he's true. doing that, the other yes. thing I wanted Excuse to me. point out, were Sam, you guys at the game tonight? Okay, I'm live on a it. podcast, Duke Basketball Report. Would you, would you mind one of you just be answering a quick question for our audience? Great. First, okay, Jason, Sam, here we go. First yeah. of all, sir, what is your name? Dave Grimm. All right, and did are you local or did you travel here for the game? Uh, we traveled. Traveled from Washington, D.C. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Shout out Washington, D.C. Yeah. Okay. Are they on the bus so, together going back? No, I, no, we're not on the bus. Um, but how did you enjoy the game? Just give me quick thoughts about what you, what you saw inside. I got... Graduated in 92. We took Carolina down in my last home game. Got to bring my kids back. My first game in Cameron against Carolina since then. It was pretty unbelievable. That's amazing. Yo, guys, graduated in 92. First game back here 
for Duke UNC since that day. And Jason, we know what 92 is about. It was a national championship year. Hey, Amen, thanks brother. a lot. You got, hope you guys enjoy the game. Thank you. So that's what we got, Jason. Sam, we're here. <laughs> we're at the bonfire. I got to go. All right. I, I know we're doing this little quick thing, but I got to go. We got It's party time. Yo, you, you go enjoy that bonfire, Donald. And we'll hear All more right. about it tomorrow. I love it, buddy. Yes, sir. So, Sam, I was going to quickly say one of the things that I loved about this game, about the end of this game, was Duke had big possessions, and we had Jeremy Roach taking the shots for us, and Carolina had big possessions, and they had Leaky Black and Pete Nance taking the shot. I don't think, I don't think the Carolina plan was, oh, let's make sure we get Leaky Black a corner three. That's how we're going to win the game at the very end. You I, know, for all of credit, UNC's... credit, wait, credit to John Shire, credit to John Shire, great job under pressure. For all of UNC's experienced scorers or or supposed scorers who are on this team, yeah. none of them seem to be able to find the ball with any space. I mean, it was like you said, an incredible effort by Duke to to get the ball into the into all the wrong hands. I thought you know Baycott racked up numbers tonight, uh, but he didn't. He wasn't. No, the but force he didn't dominate. He didn't dominate the way you expect no, him to. Yeah, not at all. So you know, so much. I, we have we have to talk extensively tomorrow about about the effort that Duke's big men put in on this one. And, and it felt like, you know, we, we said it a hundred times already, but it, it really felt like the game where Derek lively all of a sudden plays at ACC speed. Yeah. The, everyone who's been like, that guy's not a first round draft pick. How was that guy? The number one recruit in the class. You, you saw it tonight. You definitely saw it. I, Jason, I he almost had a double, double the hard way. Yeah, exactly. I, I said to some friends of mine, on a text chain, I said, this is what Dennis Rodman used to do. Doesn't score any points for you, you know, a couple of little putbacks or whatever, but just totally dominates on defense and grabs all the rebounds. A, a phenomenal, phenomenal effort from Derek Lively. I wonder, and, and just marinate on this until we talk tomorrow, did we see Duke transitioning into a completely new team tonight? Because they were pushing the ball up the floor, looking for fast breaks more than they have the entire season. And we saw the emergence of Derek Lively as as a rim protector extraordinaire. You know, the, there's also something to be said about Tyrese Proctor starting to to find his way on this team. And Jason, I think that that Proctor's emergence as, you know, a, a pretty good defensive rebounder and a guy who can push the ball up without without getting into too much trouble, that's what made it feel like Duke was playing in a different pace today. I love it. I love it. All right, we're going to have a full recap of this game tomorrow. When Donald has recovered, maybe he'll maybe he'll get us a little more color of what I was going to say. I hope campus. I hope there are more interviews coming. I like that. Yeah. Bring yeah. bring what was his name? David Graham, I think. Bring him back. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up for us on a quick abbreviated "Go to Hell, Carolina, Go to Hell" episode of the DBR podcast for Donald Wine by the uh, bonfire for Sam Klein in Boston. I'm Jason Evans in Atlanta. Go to Hell, Carolina, Go to Hell. Did you see that the Duke men's basketball Twitter account tweeted DDMF at the end of the game? I love it. I, today. I didn't I know. Love it. I didn't know that the Duke MBB played blue like that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Oh,